Well, good morning, church family. So good to be with you all again this Sunday morning. Go ahead and make your way in. Find a seat. So great to be all with all of you today. Uh, before we get started with our worship service this morning, I just wanted to uh, remind you all about a couple things happening in the life of our church. But first, as usual, if you can make sure to check in at some point while you're here today, you can uh, take out your smartphone and hover the camera over the QR code that's on the front page of your bulletin or up on the screen behind me. That'll take you to just a brief Google form where you can leave your name, your contact info, um, any prayer requests or information you might have that you want to share with us as a church staff. We look over this form every, uh, every week in our staff meetings, and so this is a great way to communicate with us and also make sure that all your contact info, address, all that stuff is updated and current in our system. So please take the time and check in while you're here today. A few announcements about things happening in the life of our church, and right on time, the kids are coming in because they're all excited for VBS this summer, right? Are you guys excited for VBS? Uh, VBS is a wonderful uh, week-long program that we have here every summer, and uh, we do VBS sports camp, and uh, the kids have a ton of fun. We connect with hundreds of kids and their families over the course of this week, um, and it's a vibrant, vibrant ministry that we do each year, uh, but it takes a lot of support uh, from our children's ministry team, from our entire staff, and from a lot of our church family volunteers. So there's a few spaces that we still have opportunities for you to connect and volunteer during that week if you're available. So if you have any availability that week in the afternoons from July 24th to 28th, Eighth, whether it's the whole week or just a couple days during that week, uh, please let Jordan or Rihanna know in the church office. They'd be happy to connect you with some of the ways that you can plug in to help us with VBS this year. Um, also, coming up on July 1st, Saturday, July 1st, we're holding our first ever pickleball tournament here uh, at church. So right now there are three teams signed up, and I'm on one of them, so I think I'm cruising to the win. But if anybody wants to come and challenge and be a part of this tournament, uh, please head to our church website or check out the link in our weekly email. Sign up for that. It's open to all skill levels. You don't have to be a super experienced pickleball player. Just come play, hang out with us for a day. Uh, we'll even teach you kind of how to play. Or if you want to learn ahead of time, remember that we have those open gym pickleball nights in here every Thursday night. So come stop by, learn how to play pickleball. It'll be a really fun day uh, playing in that tournament with all of you. And then lastly, just want to say happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Hope you guys helped yourself to a free donut before service. There might be some leftovers. I don't know how, how much you guys have gone through already. But happy Father's Day to all the dads here. Uh, whether you're a, a dad or a father figure to other loved ones in your life, uh, thank you for all the support, mentorship, and encouragement that you provide uh, to your kids and to those around you every day. So uh, we appreciate you. Uh, this is the time in our worship service where we have the opportunity to stand, turn to one another, greet one another, and pass the peace of Christ. Please go and do so.
Well, good morning. At this time, I'd like to welcome up Diane and Benji to read um, our scripture reading for this morning as we um, find our way back to our seats this morning. Uh, please uh, welcome Diane and Benji. Good morning. Our reading for today is Psalms 116, 1 to 2, and 12 to 19. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned my ear, his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Well, good morning. We hope that you feel welcomed in this place today. And if you would, would you stand with us as uh, we go to the Father in song together this morning? When we were lost once, you were the shepherd that carried us home when we were prodigals. You ran to meet us with open arms, and we can't hold back our praise. When we were refugees, you were the one who took us in. When we were enemies, you paid the price for all our sin, and we can't hold back our praise. This is the sound of adoration. Oh, how we love you, Jesus, we love you. You are the joy of all creation. Oh, how we love you. We love you. You are the risen one. You conquered death and made a way. You sang our freedom song. And now we are dancing on our chains. And we can't hold back our This is the sound of adoration. Oh, how we love you, Jesus, we love you. You are the joy of all creation. Oh, how we love you, Jesus, we love you. Yeah. 
by the cross I am free Your grace changes everything Well I was lost but now I believe Your grace changes everything By the cross I am free Your grace changes everything Well I was lost now I believe your grace changes everything, everything. This is the sound of adoration. Oh, how we love you, Jesus, we love you. You are the joy of all creation. Oh, how we love you, Jesus, we love you. This is the sound of adoration. Oh, how we love you, Jesus, we love you. You are the joy of all creation. Oh, how we love you, Jesus, we love you. Hallelujah. 
this morning if you'd like.
have my heart. You can have my heart. Oh, oh, you can have my heart. You can have my heart. Oh, oh, you can have my can have my heart. Here's my heart, Lord. Take and seal it, seal it for like courts above. Yeah, here's my heart, Lord. Take and seal it, seal it for like courts above. Yeah, here's my heart, Lord. Take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. Amen. Thank you, band. Thanks to all of you. My name is Dee, and a privilege it is to be with you this morning. And to invite you into one of the most precious moments of the service, um, anytime we have the opportunity to have a child dedication, what a thrill that is, because we join together as family in these moments. Following this, we're going to have the prayer over our children, um, but I just thought that the kids would like to stay in here for the dedication. I'm right on that? Yeah, I think I'm right on that. Good deal. Fantastic. So before I invite the walkers up, I just want to note the wonderful symbolism of the fact that they come up from the midst of the gathering together. They are part of us. And as part of us, this dedication is not only the dedication of a child, but it's the dedication of our commitment to function together in ways that honor the blessings of God's God in our midst. And so, out of the midst of our gathering together this morning, I invite the walkers to come up and stand up here with me. I will introduce to you as they come up, Brett and Kayla, mom and dad, um, who have been part of our congregation for quite some time. Brett serves on the uh, church board. Kayla has done so many things, but helped start the MOPS program here a few years ago. And they're wonderful kids. Owen, oh, just wave ever, at everybody. Would you just, just a quick wave? Yeah, just, okay, don't. Keep your arms down by your side so they know who it is that is Owen. And then there we go, is Grady. Grady, I am glad you're here. And then Arlie Jean Walker, we're all here for you. It is <laughs> nice to see you here this morning. Beautiful. Thank you, Arlie. Down to my far right, Charlie and Jan Walker, Brett's parents who have uh, been part of this neighborhood community for quite a few years, so it's great to see you again. And then Kayla's mom, Karen Patrick, such a joy to have you with us. And I loved watching all of the kids sitting on laps as we were singing over here, as it should be. One of the great privileges that I get on occasion is to identify a scripture passage that might be appropriate for this moment and particularly appropriate for who it is that I'm dedicating. 
And it is a really nice connection also to a children's book I was just recently introduced to. Um, some of you may be familiar with it. It's a children's book entitled Play With Me. And it could be Play With Me as a question, because that's how it reads through many of the pages. But it's the story of a delightful little girl who goes to the edge of the forest and approaches the grasshopper, the frog, the snake, the rabbit, the chipmunk, and asks, will you play with me? And they all scurry off in their various directions through the course of the storyline. She sits down on a rock right next to the little pond beside the cedar and is just quiet and listens. And as she sits quietly and listens, all of those creatures slowly make their way back and surround her along with a little fawn that was in the bushes that she didn't see. And they all were there with her together in that moment to play with her. And it is this beautiful picture of what it seems to me is the passage that it seems so appropriate this morning. One of my favorite passages, we always talk about the Sermon on the Mount, but right before the Sermon on the Mount is described what Jesus did and what the response was to Jesus. It says he went throughout Galilee preaching, teaching, and healing, and then it spoke about how people started coming from the Decapolis, from Galilee, from Jerusalem, Judea, and the area behind the Jordan. And they were all of the people that had some fears, that were uncertain, that were timid, that were hesitant. And they all came to Jesus because Jesus was that safe space. And that's my prayer, that Arlie, this amazing little girl, would continue what she already is, this delightful person that attracts others because she is safe for God's creation to come close and to be under her influence and to be under the influence of the one who created Arlie Jean. So I'm going to ask you all some questions. I'm going to ask first this congregation to be the strength, at least in part, behind this family Will you, as God gives you opportunity and strength and courage and wisdom, be part of the support system? Will you pray for them, hold them up? And when the opportunity arises, will you be an encourager and affirmer of this family and help them in their journey? If so, please say we will. Hope you heard that. Um, and to the grandparents, there's a real charge that you have from Scripture. The charge is really to share your journey age-appropriate, at-right moments, honoring the parents and all that goes with that, but being honest about your faith journey and pointing early in directions of God's goodness and God's grace. It's the call of grandparents on the life. If you'd be willing to do that as God gives you courage, as God gives you the ability, as God gives you strength, and as God reminds you, just say we will. Thank you. In the charge to Brett and Kayla, I have watched you with your kids and uh, I just want to affirm the beautiful ways in which you lead and hold and care. I just want to challenge you. The call from scripture is to make the taste of grace on the palate of your daughter, that kind of flavor that draws her into God's presence. 
that as you exhibit trust in the creator, she might learn that same trust. That you exhibit the relational strength between the two of you, she might see love through you and your family. To the best of your ability, as God gives you strength, with the love that God has poured into your life already, will you continue that profound commitment to your children, and particularly to Arlie Jean, that she might know God's goodness through you? If so, say we will. Ah, how wonderful. Arlie, can I just come a little closer? Just right here. Okay, thank you very much. I'm going to... Oh, I just did something wrong. Can you hear me, Arlie? Okay, good. And I'm going to make the sign of the cross on your forehead. And I'm going to pray for you. Oh, Lord, we dedicate Arlie Jean Walker in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we ask that all that you have stamped of your image on her life comes to full fruition, that nothing would cloud it, nothing would hold it back, nothing would hinder it, nothing would tarnish it, but that she would know that she is yours and you are hers. May she be the kind of person and continue to be the one who others find attractive because she's safe. She reflects you. She shows your grace and kindness. She's filled with the kind of peace that others long to have. And so on the playground, in school, at home, when she grows up in the workplace, in her own family, may she exhibit all of those characteristics of your goodness and your grace that draws all creatures to your side, longing for what you have to offer and may that shine through in all she does. We thank you and praise you for the wonderful blessing of Arlie Jean Walker. Amen. Thank you all. Great to be with you. You may be seated. We have kind of a um, double-purpose prayer in this moment. I hope we can put up the uh, prayer that we offer on behalf of our children. In addition to sending them off to uh, Children's Church, I want to also recognize that today we are sending quite a few children off to Children's Camp. I think counting our counselors and children sometime around noon, right after church, some 20-something people, 30-something. How many? 36? Oh, my goodness, how fantastic. So when we pray this prayer, we are offering it over all of you and all of those who are joining our kids at Kids Camp. So would you join me in the prayer reading together? This is my prayer for you, our children, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best. May you be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Amen. We love you, kids. See ya. I'm seeing as I look out a number of faces that uh, I recognize as visitors from times in the past and some newcomers. 
I just want to say, it's great to have you here. Thanks for joining us on this day. I'd like, if I could, to just bring a very brief update. I mentioned last week that um, I had the privilege of being at General Assembly for a few days. For those of you that aren't familiar with General Assembly, we were part of a faith tradition called the Church of the Nazarene that uh, has churches around the globe, and every four years there's a gathering of people that come together to celebrate, to worship together, to do some business, um, to make some decisions, to vote in general superintendents. There are six individuals who try and guide the work of the church, and there were two that were retiring, and so two more were elected along with, uh, well, I wrote down about 127 resolutions of things that had to do with business and changes in the church manual and those kinds of things. One of the things that was thrilling for me, as is always when I'm there, is to see the global reach um, of the church around the globe in, I don't know what it is, 140 world areas, I think. And then to watch as elections take place and the people that rise to the top of voting. And I just jotted down my recollection of the um, six that were kind of the highest number of vote getters through the course of 40 ballots. There is a wonderful thing that is the tradition. It certainly could change if the um, delegates chose to, but they never limit any of the ballots. They don't limit anything to the top five in a particular vote or the top three or anything like that. And so I think the first ballot there were just under 300 names that were listed. And nobody limits it to the top 100. They just slowly begin to vote until there seems to be a coalescing. And among the six that were um, receiving so many ballots, one was a gentleman who oversees Korean Nazarene University, which I think is the largest Nazarene university in the world. Um, he was a front runner. There was a wonderful lady, um, an author, a teacher. I think she heads, I think they call it the president of the religion sociology area in Manchester Nazarene College in um, England, um, was another person. The African regional director was another individual um, who I think is from Africa, um, a director of discipleship who used to be a missionary in the Ukraine the South American field director, who's from that area, and then a pastor from up in Nampa, Idaho. And so this wonderful mix of people that were um, being considered by the delegates, about just under a thousand of them as they voted. And on the 33rd ballot, Scott Daniels, who's currently a pastor up in Nampa, well, not currently, he was until four days ago, a pastor in Nampa, was elected to be one of the general superintendents and certainly has some connections with a number of people here in our congregation. And then Christian Sarmiento, who's from down in South America. I had the privilege of working with him one time in a uh, regional retreat and um, got to see as a result of that, Victoria Falls, that's what's down there, right? Yeah, it's um, incredible. Um, and he was elected on the 40th ballot. And so now I'm thinking, is Victoria the one that's in Africa? Yeah, there's one in South America that's also one of the wonders of the world. 
Thank you, that one right there. Um, so that was wonderful watching the church at work and the church at work in resolutions that uh, bring about changes to help us to understand what we do and how we do it better, conventions of missions and conventions of youth and discipleship, wonderful time. So that's a brief update. You can get more information if you ever decide by looking it up, and I can tell you where to go on websites to see those things. Out of that gathering, we have several that were there. We have a guest with us this morning who was part of all of that gathering, but has also played a role as a host for so many teams that have gone down to Brazil and a district team that was um, down there about, was it about six weeks ago? Maybe eight weeks ago? A little bit longer than that. Um, and a creative ministry of church planting in some of the difficult-to-reach areas along the Amazon River. Igor, Igor Valle is with us this morning. We're going to have, um, who's reading the scripture this morning? It is Larry, thank you. And then following Larry's reading of the scripture, we're going to see a brief little uh, video clip that tells you a little bit about the ministry. And then Igor is going to come and share with us some of the wonderful challenges that I hope will help you recognize the reach of the church and the journey that we are on together as we are ministered to by a missionary who comes to minister to us this morning and our opportunity to partner in that. So Larry, if you'll come and read the passage for us. Thanks. Uh, today's gospel reading is from Romans 15, verses 17 to 20. Therefore, I glory in Christ Jesus, my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done. By the power of signs and wonders, through the power of the Spirit of God. So from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyr I come, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church. Thank you, Pastor. It's a great moment to be here with you. Uh, I'm Igor. Uh, I'm from Brazil. Uh, I'm from Rio de Janeiro, but I have been serving Jesus in the north of Brazil, in the Amazon jungle. My first language is not English. I speak Portuguese, so I try to do my best this morning. Uh, and I would like to share with you uh, something that God has been doing in the Amazon jungle in Brazil. Okay, I have a PowerPoint. I have a PowerPoint, and I wanna share with you some, uh, some pictures. But um, I would like to introduce with you a small verse of Bible who is in Romans chapter 10, verse 14, that says, how can they, how they 
shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And whom shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how, they, how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who spread the gospel of peace, uh, who bring glad tidings of good news. Uh, this is about our ministry in the Amazon, to go different and very isolated areas to bring the word of God for the people who live in the Amazon jungle. I would like to introduce you my family. Uh, I, I have been living in the Amazon for 14, 14 years, one fourth. So, so uh, sorry, I'm very bad with the numbers. So 14 years living in the Amazon. Uh, when I arrived at the Amazon, I was single, and then in the Amazon, God gave me such a blessing. <laughs> My wife, Val, she is from north of Brazil, so we married 10 years ago, and we are now serving Jesus together. We also have three little blessings <laughs> in the Amazon. First is Caleb. Uh, I, I saw a guy with the same name over here, Caleb. Uh, my Caleb, he is eight. Uh, he is a very funny guy. Uh, when Caleb was four months, Pastor, we are already running the villages in canoe with him, so he was uh, born to serve Jesus in the river. Uh, the next lady is Maria Julia. Maria Julia, she is three years old, uh, and she was born. She was born. Oh, sorry. She she was born in the 2019, which was in the beginning of pandemic. And also, I have a little one who is uh, Jasmine. Jasmine is one and a half year, and Jasmine was born in the end of pandemic. Praise God, pandemic finished. <laughs> no more kids. <laughs> uh, so next, please. Uh, I would like to introduce you some uh, life change opportunities in the Amazon jungle. Uh, the Church of Nazarene is really doing a very nice, nice job in the area. Our district, maybe it is the largest district in uh, in the world, because we are six states in the Amazon in just one district, also because we are very few churches in the area, so we needed to go more and work more to spread the church uh, in the area. I would you like to tell you about some issues? Oh, what have you heard about the Amazon? Maybe some of you have heard about the Amazon because of the big fishes, you know? Uh, maybe some of you about the animals, the jungle, the natural resource we have in the area. And maybe uh, have you heard about the biggest Amazon river? Uh, just to let you know, the Amazon river is so huge, so huge. You can ride, you can ride in the Amazon river up to six or seven days in him. So we have about 63 cities in the Amazon state and only 10 we can go by road. The other 50 cities only by boat 
only by the river. So this is what makes the, the, the ministry more difficult in the area. I will let you know some issues in the Amazon. First one is about the isolation. Uh, we, uh, we have roads. This is our roads. So we have to travel along all the river uh, to meet the people. Most of these people, they don't have a good interaction, a good internet connection. How, how beautiful it should be if they have internet to watch uh, First Church of Nazarene in San Diego, but they don't have this, this opportunity. By the way, I was telling Pastor D, uh, this is my second time in First Church. I came to Point Loma 23 years ago. I was a very young guy. So 23 years later to be with you, it's such an honor for me to see this church again. And also to let you know what God, God has been doing in the Amazon jungle. So isolation is a big problem in the area. So uh, about 10,000 indigenous tribes in the area, and most of these people, they don't have a church to go. They don't have some missionary or some preacher teaching them. They don't have. A lot of people haven't heard the word of God, you know. Uh, and some of these villages, you need to travel maybe 24 hours to go to them. Some of them, three or four days to arrive and to preach for them. This is our challenge in the area. Please, the second one. Uh, about refugee, we also have an issue with a lot of people coming to Brazil. We have a lot of Venezuelan people coming to Brazil because the political problems in Venezuela, uh, it's far away to be end. A lot of crazy in the area. Uh, I met a, a doctor from Venezuela uh, in some conference. Uh, she was an infectologist and she told us that her salary at the, at the time, it's $35 a month. How can someone survive with $35 a month? So a lot of crisis in Venezuela, and so people are coming and coming a lot uh, because the border of Brazil is so easy to enter. They can enter by walking in the jungle. They can enter by the river and all. So Brazil is not doing very well with economy. Brazil is not doing very well uh, with all the things. So these people are coming. Brazil is their hope, you know. And also we have a lot of Haitian people because of the natural problems and also political problems in the area. So we're trying to give our best to bless these people in Brazil. Next, please. Uh, also we have some issue with uh, exploitation of kids. Some, someone say that uh, the Amazon is one of the worst places to be a kid because there is a lot of violence, there is a lot of uh, sexual exploitation of the kids. Uh, in the north of the Brazil, in, in the Amazon area, uh, a lot of women, a lot of kids are stolen, kidnapped, to be, uh, to be given to Europe to, to be a sexual uh, workers, you know. So this is a, a kind of a quiet issue. Nobody t say about this, but it, it still happens a lot in this area. Uh, another issue is about education. Most of these people who live isolated in the jungle, they don't have the opportunity for go to a, a, good, uh, a good college, 
to, to improve their lives. So it's very important to give them uh, opportunity to attend in a school, to support their education, to give them uh, a better life. This is just few of a lot of problems you have in the Amazon. But now, I would like to tell you, I told you about issues. So now I would like to tell you what the Church of Nazarene all together Pastor was saying that it was awesome to see that a lot of people around the world serving Jesus at first and also serving the Church of Nazarene. We are not stopping. We are moving and everybody is doing something. I would you like to tell you what is the role of the Church of Nazarene in the area uh, of the Amazon. First one, please. Uh, because of the isolation in the area, one of the most important things for evangelization is the Nazarene boat. The Nazarene boat is a, it's a big boat that uh, was being built by the Church of Nazarene in Brazil with a lot of help of American people and church. Uh, and it is six years uh, running in the Amazon area to help us to go along the river, planting churches, doing compassion with people, uh, bringing health care, bringing medicine and all. I would like to tell you that the Jesus, uh, Jesus boat, it has 50 places. It can carry 50, uh, uh, 50 people inside. We have our conditioner, we have a bathroom, we don't have internet, praise God. <laughs> uh, so it's a very wonderful trip. We had a group from South, South California district in April. It was such an amazing trip. We invite you, if you have some opportunity, to go there with us. Uh, and also to tell you, Pastor and Church, that the Nazarene boat in Brazil is also has been blessed by the alabaster offering. Uh, the boat was almost done, but, but no more money to do anything. Then the general church sent an uh, alabaster offering to help us with the model, the genera generator, and to prepare the boat to be running in the Amazon. So, because of the alabaster offering, this boat can run in the, around, around the Amazon. So, keep praying for this ministry. Next, please. Uh, so, we have one more challenge. Uh, this, we saw a big one for around 20, 30 people. But we really need a, a small one, aluminum boat to support our lay leaders or local leaders to keep moving in the area, evangelizing, doing Jesus filming, disciple people in the area. So uh, it's a very good deal if we can have a, a smaller one to bless uh, lay leaders in the area. Thank you because the Socal district is engaged with us um, and trying to, to raise funds to buy uh, this one. So you have the opportunity to be part of that. Keep moving, next one, planting churches. I believe to spread the gospel is all about church. Because when we plant a church in the village, people can get together, they can worship, they can study Bible, they can uh, be all together taking care and spreading the gospel to another village. Uh, we have an area named Barreirinha, uh, 
uh, we are working with indigenous tribes. And on that area, we have about 50, 50 uh, indigenous villages in the area. And only 10 of these villages has a church to go. Only 10 of all these villages has an opportunity on Sundays to go to a church to, to go to a church to listen to the word of God. We have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of people to be reached by the word of God. So here we are, some, uh, some of our churches in the Black River, Negro River, in the Amazon, very few, very small church for people in the area. Next, please. We have also some churches being planted in the Amazon River area. So to go to this area, it is about 20, up to 25 hours to go and to visit these people. I'm in charge to take care of the pastors in the area, so sometimes I have to travel 20 hours to this direction. Another hour, an, another moment, more 90 hours in this direction. So this is very important uh, to have boats, to have equipment and support to go along the river. Uh, next, please. Uh, it's it's also about equipping leaders, because I'm not from the Amazon. <laughs> I cannot so survive too long <laughs> in the jungle, but uh, if you can equip, prepare leaders in the area, they will, they, they will take the gospel in their own culture, in their own language, and they will do the job to keep moving in the area, bringing the message for the people. I would like to show you some of our leaders in the area. They are native people, they are from the Amazon, they are from the jungle, and we are trying to give them uh, support. We are trying to give them ways, like boat, like financial support, to keep moving in the area, uh, to spread uh, the message and also the church. Um, unfortunately, this, this second one over here, he was a very uh, faithful man of God. He was mentoring and taking care of a lot of people in the area. But unfortunately, two years ago, this man was, was killed by gangsters in the Amazon. So we, we need to be praying for these people who ministry in the jungle because there is a lot of issues in the area. So play, pray for these local ministers in the area. This one with the word Jesus uh, on, on, on front of him, he is an indigenous Nazarene pastor. Uh, he takes care of uh, a huge uh, area and they spoke a different language. Just to let you know, uh, uh, the, the first language in Brazil is Portuguese, you know, but only in the Amazon we have kind of about, about 200 different dialects in the area. So uh, what I believe is that all of these people need to hear the message of God in their own language, the language of the heart. So this is why it's so important to, to, to equip to train these people to go along the river and preach for their own people. This pastor, his name is Jean, or John, né? Jean. Uh, he is, a, he is the, the first indigenous pastor in the Church of Nazarene in Brazil, and he is doing such a, a good job. He is the man who is praying and, and waiting to have aluminum boat. So we can pray and bless this man to go along the river. Uh, some places we cannot go. 
white man cannot enter, but he can go. He can enter and preach the message of God. Some of these villages are danger. One day, Pastor Jean, he went to preach in another village, and people beat him and make him away of the village, but he never stopped. He keep going and going, using uh, evangelizing tools like uh, Jesus' film, and also, please, keep praying for these men who are serving Jesus in the Amazon. Also, next, also, you have ladies that are pastoring churches along the, along the, the jungle. Please, pray for these ladies. Uh, these three led the church in the Amazon, and they are doing such a good job in the area. Um, let's go uh, front. Next, please. Uh, also, because of the, the issues with education and exploitation sexual uh, for, for the kids, uh, we had the, the idea to open tutoring centers in the area to help the kids to stay longer studying. In Brazil, most of the kids, they go to school only three and a half hours a day. It's very few uh, to be in the school. So uh, we have this opportunity to give the, the kids a, a safe space, a safe place to go, to keep going with their studying, reading, and all. Uh, the problem of education in the Amazon is because it's so it's a weak, it's a fake education. Some things they 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 show something in the TV just to, to make people see that things are in control, but it is not. Most of these kids, a lot of kids in the Amazon, even having 10 or 12 years, they can't read, they can't do math. They they are very they're doing very bad. So this is the opportunity we have to sponsor these kids to bless them with a, a, a very good education. So we have two tutoring centers, one which is in Manaus, the capital of the state, another one who is very up in the river, and praise God. Since of the pandemic until now, we have been blessing about 50 or 60 kids that are having support with their education, emotional care, um, some of these kids are very poor. We have, we have Venezuelan kids attending on the tutoring center. We have Haitian kids being supported there. So please keep me praying for the education of these kids in the Amazon. We give them, uh, we give them food, we give them emotional care, and all. Let's see if we have more. Next. Please, next. Uh, and... Thank you, the South California District, for being such a blessing for the life of the people in the Amazon jungle. And see you in uh, 2025, because maybe in, the, uh, in two, two years ahead, we have another group going to Brazil. So you are very welcome to join us on that spiritual uh, and evangelizing trip. Can we have a prayer for the Amazon people, please? Uh, I will pray in Portuguese, but you can also surrender your prayer to God for the people in the Amazon. Obrigado, Senhor, por essa manhã que nós estamos aqui compartilhando daquilo que o Senhor tem feito na Amazônia. Nós queremos, Senhor, entregar diante de Ti todo o trabalho que tem sido realizado 
E nós te pedimos, ó Deus, que a tua boa mão, que o teu poder continue se movendo na Amazônia, cuidando de cada um daqueles pregadores, daqueles líderes, cuidando das crianças e protegendo elas. Obrigado, Senhor, pelo trabalho que, por meio da Igreja do Nazareno, nós estamos podendo realizar naquela região. Obrigado pelos irmãos aqui da primeira igreja de San Diego, que tem sido uma benção em nossas vidas. E peço a Deus que esse distrito continue apoiando aquele trabalho para que a sua mensagem, a mensagem de Deus, possa chegar a muitos corações naquela região. We pray in Jesus' name. Amém. Thank you, pastor. you stand with us? Um, as we sing this song together in reflection and <clears throat> just kind of tuning our own hearts uh, to what the Lord's speaking to us and what this uh, means for us today. In a few moments, I have the privilege of just offering a blessing as we leave. 
Before I do, I, I just want to put a challenge to all of us. And I um, want to put it in context. There was an ask that we might help toward the purchase of one of those aluminum boats that could help into some of the tributaries that the larger boat can't reach um, to the tune of uh, contributing to the $2,500 cost that exists there. And I thought about that, and I thought, my goodness, as a church, that should be um, the minimum that we should do, and thought of the repairs that are necessary over the course of years of the larger boat and smaller boat, and I thought, well, certainly as a church, we ought to be thinking of taking care of the whole cost of that boat and some repairs to the tune of 3000 and then I realized how often I have um, thought back on my time as a church planter and how so often the financial side of that just felt like such a distraction, an important distraction, but a distraction of all the work that needs to be done. And I've thought about how this church has, for decades, been so involved in church planting. I think of Joe Morgan, one of my predecessors, that was involved in planting six churches here in the San Diego area. We, during my tenure, have had the chance of having part in the planting of three churches. And I just think, wow, what a chance to be part of church planting in another part of the world as the need is there. And I thought, well, why aren't we doing $4,000? I don't know. And then as I'm getting ready to come up, waiting for him to give a little pitch on what ought to happen, and he never says a word, and I go, okay, well, then I need to say the word that it just seems to me that we ought to at least do $5,000 toward this project. And so I just want to say, if it's possible that God might lay on your heart sometime between now and the end of the summer, contributing to this cause. Might be nice if the giving boxes that are at this table and just outside the entrance, you just put on a little piece of paper. As God makes it possible, I'm sure willing to participate. You know, five of us giving a thousand and that's done. 50 of us giving 100 and it's done. 100 of us giving 50 and it's done whatever it might be. And if you can't, that's fine. I just think that as a family, our family is a lot bigger than this circle. We got to dedicate a wonderful child. It's really powerful to hear somebody like Igor come and say, you know, that alabaster gift made a huge difference to take care of us. And all he said was, thank you. And that's all he should have to say as we contribute to something that's much bigger than our small storyline, but part of a bigger storyline. What a gift and a privilege you have been to us. Thank you for being here. And uh, let's trust God that God will lead us to whatever we can do to contribute to this cause in another part of the wor world and then wait for the next opportunity that God brings our way. So to that end, may God bless you. May God keep you. May God's face shine on you. May you be a beacon of the goodness of the kingdom of God and realize that wherever you go this week, you also are sent. Sent to be the kingdom and the good news for those with whom you come in contact. Go in God's peace. God bless you. Mm -hmm.